Are you wanting to create a highly prosperous photography business doing what you love? Or maybe you have a great business already and want to up your game? Then you're in the right place. Master craftsman photographer Lucy Dumas and her guests are here to support you on your journey. Now here's your hostess and tour guide, Lucy. Hello, everybody out there in podcast land. This is a recording that I've done after listening to the episode on the topic of resistance. And I have to laugh, and I hope you'll laugh with me, because I resisted posting it, and it was because of self-doubt and resistance to maybe not having done it perfectly. (laughs) And what I want you to keep in mind is that in spite of the resistance that I have had every day for 38 years to doing everything possible perfectly, I have managed day after day to get up and do what it takes to sustain a a good, successful business. And you can too. I also had not finished the book. The book that I'm referring to is called The War of Art. And then I thought, how can I talk about resistance if I haven't finished the book? (laughs) And then, of course, I put off this little introduction because I wanted to say it perfectly. So, What you have here is an example of how to push through and do it anyway. Do the work. That's what comes up over and over and over in this book is suiting up and showing up. So I hope you enjoy the episode and enjoy me being very self-revealing to you about some of the challenges and what you also need to know is the victories that we all have potential to have as we keep pushing through. So here's the episode. Creative work is not a selfish act or a bid for attention on the part of the actor. It is a gift to the world and every being in it. Don't cheat us of your contribution. Give us what you've got. And this is a quote by Stephen Pressfield from a book that I'm going to be sharing about called The War of Art, and some revelations and thoughts I've been having. Before we get started, I want to again invite you to subscribe, rate, review, and share this podcast, because sharing is caring, and go to theprofitablephotog.com to get my free ebook on marketing. And if you are listening to this before November 14th, 2019. I am part of a summit called the Hair of the Dog, and there are still tickets for that. There's 20 different videos you can watch from different people, and I'll be sharing about in-person sales and how I do it. So you can Google Hair of the Dog, and I'm sure you'll find it. All right. So... Let's get started with these things rattling around in my brain. So a few weeks ago, I was driving to meet my sister and go on a much needed, lovely vacation with her to a beautiful spot, Rock Creek Canyon, which is near Mount Whitney in California. I'm sure you can relate to how many things can get done just before a vacation or if you have other events or deadlines. Well, 
I had blazed through many activities that for some reason had seemed hard to get to before planning the trip. And once I made the list and had the deadline, they were easy. And when I was driving, I had this sudden awareness, like everything that weighs me down on my to-do list is actually very simple. It was the not doing and then stewing about it and letting it sit inside of me, lack of focus and other weird kind of things that live inside of me that got in the way. I pondered this all the way to Palmdale, which is where I was meeting up with my sister to drive the rest of the way together, wondering, what is this? Why do I have it? Do other people have this? And how can I stay in a place where I don't let easy things feel hard? Because as I thought of what I wanted to do while I was driving, they all sounded simple. Getting away from home gave me that feeling of freedom that makes things seem really doable and possible. And coincidentally, I'd happened to pack a book called The War of Art by Stephen Pressman. And I'd recommend you get this. Be careful you don't get The Art of War by Lao Tzu. I ordered that one first, but I don't know, it's like a thousand year old book that's probably awesome, but not, not the right one. So The War of Art. So when I was reading it, it's like all my questions were answered right there. And the issue is what he calls resistance. It's about how resistance is the enemy of success for especially artists, entrepreneurs, anyone that has chosen to make a vocation out of an activity where they're using their talents and their passions as a professional rather than a, a hobbyist to bring something new in the world that is coming from their essential self. So here's the first part I read that just sort of smacked me upside the head. What does resistance feel like? First, unhappiness. We feel like hell. A low-grade misery pervades everything. We're bored. We're restless. We can't get no satisfaction. <laughs> There's guilt, but we can't put our finger on the source. We want to go back to bed. We want to get up and party. We feel unloved and unlovable. We hate our lives. We hate ourselves. Resistance mounts to a pitch that becomes unendurable if we don't deal with it. So I know that's a little on the extreme side, but I have just like checked in with myself over and over and been like, why does this seem so difficult. What is this? And so reading this book, it just was like, there it is. And then the more I read it, the more I understood that I'm not alone in this, that it is a human condition and it, it's the enemy, according to this book. It's sort of like thinking about it now, like when my mom wanted me to do some simple task, the more she nagged at me, the harder it became and the the more I resisted it. So it's, it's, if I go inside and try to describe it, and I'm sure you know this feeling, it is a nag inside of me. For those of you who happen to be a part of PPA and went to the Imaging Expo when Mel Robbins gave a keynote, that 
impacted me in a huge way. And you can see the TED Talk about this. It's her 54321 formula. I'm not sure what it's called, but it addressed this in such a powerful way and gave me a lot of insight that I'd like to explain a little bit of what she had to share. So she took a Coke can and she put it at the front of the stage. And then she stepped back and she said, okay, I have a thought. I'm going to go pick that up. And she walked over and picked it up. And we all noticed, oh, that was simple. (laughs) Duh. And then she said, now watch. I have the thought I'm going to pick up that Coke can. And she paused. And then she paused again. And then walking over and picking up that Coke can, I could feel it. It felt different. It felt heavy. It felt like a task. Now, her formula, which I recommend you all study, is a 54321, where if there's something that feels hard, you do a countdown. And then you launch yourself and do it. That's sort of another topic for another day, but it fits in here. Okay, so meanwhile, back to that concept of resistance. And when I read that book, just reading the first few chapters, especially the part that I read to you, it was like I was hit on the head and at the same time had a light turned on so brightly that I now understand one of the biggest challenges I've faced day after day and year after year in my photography business and my coaching business. I haven't finished the book yet, and I'm wondering, am I resisting that? (laughs) And I already see a form of freedom, just knowing that this is a natural part of being a professional at something, natural part of being human, creating something new, and overall, you know, just getting up every day and deciding how to live our lives. I have experienced this in some form in my 37 year photography career. And it looks like having a list of great leads from a charity event or a show or something and, and not making those calls. And the longer I wait, the heavier it gets or editing that needs to get done or, you know, just the list goes on of marketing things, Facebook posts, ordering things. Sometimes, like just recently, I'm finishing up a book where we actually get photographs and they get glued into an album. And I had three prints I needed to reorder. And it took me weeks to get that done. Now, I'm not missing any deadlines with it. Other things happen. But like, why did that seem like such a challenge? And of course now, especially as I'm continuing to build my empire, (laughs) build my drive as a coach and a podcaster, there's entirely new lists of things that are in my to-do list. And if I don't mention this at any other point in this conversation, something that I do when I'm just feeling way overwhelmed is do a brain dump where I sit down and I just write everything in my brain that feels like I should, capital S-H-O-U-L-D, with air quotes, be doing. 
And somehow that lightens the load because it shows me that these are, these are fairly simple things. So I thought I'd tell you a little bit of some of the things that I'm resisting right this minute. Writing this podcast and getting it recorded and sent to my editor has been on my resistance list. I have an introduction I need to record for my online course that I'm launching soon called the Profitable Photographer Sales Academy. And I just need to sit down and, you know, get that little welcome and explanation. I have a list of some people I'd love to have on my show or people that have said yes, and I just need to get connection. I have a family portrait album, the one I just mentioned, that I need to um, glue the pictures in and get them ready to deliver. We've got the appointment, so it has to get done by Monday. I have classes I've purchased or other webinars and things that I, I mean to listen to. I have emails that I need to create to request from other podcast hosts and hostesses to be on their show. I'd love to be on their show. I need to finish descriptions and a media sheet about the talks that I would love to give. I do public speaking and I'm ready to get it out there more in the world. So just making that list as I was getting ready for this talk, it, it lightened it all. And now reading it to you, it's like, yeah, that's, that's simple stuff. These are things that have been swirling around, weighing me down. And of course, there are a lot more potential because my brain is always thinking of new projects to support my success. And every one of the new projects has many other actions. None of them are hard. It's not like learning to fly a plane or build a skyscraper or dig a tunnel to China. But my resistance to them sits like a rock in my stomach. And then they feel hard. Can you relate to that? What's on your short list right now? Go ahead and either write them down or say them out loud. I'll wait. So here's a little music to put you in the mood. Okay, cool kids. I thought if you need to continue with that, you can just pause this recording. But I wanted to give you a little bit of the the mood just to get you started. All right. So when you look at that list, what do you feel? Do you feel heavy, light, overwhelmed? That's a big one for me. Energized, excited, or something else? So I know that when I made that list, I was feeling overwhelmed while I was writing it. But then at the end, I felt lighter and I felt a little energized to get things done, especially energized to 
do this talk and sit down here because I really wanted to share this with you. So I hope that little activity supported you at least for the moment. So another part of this book and part of my thinking is looking at what forms resistance takes. I noticed that excuses are resistance. Activities that have sort of an addictive quality can be resistance. So what kind of excuses do you come up with regularly to prove to yourself that what you desire is unattainable? I've heard my town is too small. My town is too big. People don't spend money on photography anymore. There's too much competition. I have kids, so I don't have time, or I have another job, or I need to clean the house. How do you distract yourself from that icky feeling? Facebook, TV, eating, shopping, drinking, reading. So imagine even positive activities like fitness, going for a run, can be used in the service of resisting, showing up and doing the work that a professional does who has made a commitment to grow something and birth it and keep it healthy and thriving and prosperous. Like the core of this is fear. So what is your biggest fear that can keep you from even trying something, let alone starting it and then kind of dragging your heels to continue? Is it fear of failure, fear of being judged by others, fear of spending money or wasting money or wasting time, fear that succeeding will change your life in a way that will make it so that you're not having any fun anymore or you're too busy or you're burdened. So stop for a sec and think about, you know, what is the fear behind resisting doing things that you know are important? He talks a lot in the book about just doing it, just the discipline of showing up setting aside time to work and working. So in thinking about all of this, I realized that one of the big benefits of having an excellent coach is that a coach can help us get things done that we're afraid of or that we're resisting. A great coach challenges the so-called truths that we say that can create a block to keep us from doing what we really don't want to do. It sometimes helps to have someone else in the coaching position to organize the thoughts that are swirling in our heads and help us create timelines and priority lists. I notice with coaching, I sometimes have fresh ideas for people or new resources that my coaching client doesn't know about. All of that keeps things moving forward. One of my coaching clients said that one of her favorite parts of our six-month coaching was that it seemed like I always had the perfect book at the right time to move her forward towards her goals. And because I'm a big reader, I'm a lifelong learner, I do have lots of, lots of resources, lots of great book titles that I share with people as needed. So 
I'm not sure if this is in the book because like I said, I haven't read it all yet. And I decided to go ahead and record this before I did because I didn't want to resist <laughs> recording. But for me, I know a huge component that adds heaviness and slows my progress is the curse of perfectionism. I do not like to make mistakes. I'm hard on myself when I do or when I think I've made a mistake. I'm sure some of this comes from my parents. And so sometimes I hold off doing something because if I make what I perceive as a mistake, then I might punish myself. I've worked really hard to get better at that. But, you know, it's still like a little tune playing in the background at times that I always have to deal with. I'm wondering, can you relate to that? Or is it just me? <laughs> Another thing that gets me a stall is when something turns out wonderful, I really love that. And so that perfectionism and fear of not getting the reward, not just the judgment of myself by myself, but the lack of of like that celebration if I do something well can help me have an excuse to not start. A lot of shift that's happened in my brain is to strive for excellence instead of perfection. And you might have heard me say this on the show that my plan is to be perfectly imperfect. So even now I can probably point out some things I might have said a little differently or or, you know, trying to squeeze out all the thoughts in my head. And I have been learning that done is better than perfect. And so for me, this is a great exercise. Because uh, the truth is, there's no such thing as perfect. It's a joke. It's a lie. So anyway, if you relate to that at all, I, you know, just offer that up to you. I know I sometimes have unrealistic expectations of myself. Now, I'm not saying all of this because I need to unburden myself, but just maybe to help you see that if any of this is true for you, that you're not alone, that this is something that we all struggle with. So the unrealistic expectations look like a lot of things take more time than I think they should, or I need help to get things done that are simple because there are only 24 hours in a day. I have seen friends over the years and my coaching clients now held back from bigger success because they can't let go of tasks like retouching, like housekeeping, like filing or contact lists or having someone else write and post Facebook posts or you know, an endless list of things that do not make us the most money. And so if we pay someone else to do it, then we have time to do the marketing, the sales, the photography, whatever it is that, that you excel at, you know, and that really moves the ball towards the goalpost of world domination <laughs> in your chosen endeavor. I have found that every money I've ever spent getting help made me more than it ever cost me. I know right now I need a virtual assistant. I have had some. And over the time, I've seen how positive they affected 
my business. And currently the one that I had, I have needs that just are not up her alley. So this is on my to-do list (laughs) big time. So I'm going to make a commitment right here and right now that by the end of the month, I'm going to have an amazing virtual assistant. Okay. You can, you can check with me on that. (laughs) Okay. I know I'm leaving something out here. I'm just about done with the thoughts that I kind of squeezed out of my head. And I'm going to keep talking for a while, see if anything else comes out. And, you know, here's what's going on in my head. This is that resistance. Maybe I should be reading more quotes. Maybe I'm not being clear on that. Maybe I've said the word resistance (laughs) too much. (laughs) All that internal chatter. So when we push through and also acknowledge ourselves for everything we have done, And try not to get into overwhelm or have unrealistic expectations. We just do the work. That is something that I circled in this book, is that you show up every day and do the work. Just do the work. That's what a professional does. That is what an amateur does not do. An amateur thinks about doing it. If you are committed to create something amazing, your business, your photography, whatever it is, waking up every day and making your plans and doing the work, that is how we fight this war with this internal resistance. Okay, so I'm going to finish with just a very short quote. Just do it by Nike. (laughs) I think that kind of sums it all up. And so I'm just going to bless you all, send you a big hug, remind you to go to theprofitablephotog.com to get my ebook and to join my private group called The Profitable Photographer on Facebook. And it's the one with the big purple logo. I think there's a couple of other ones with similar names right now. I would Love, love, love to have you there. And I'd love to hear some feedback about this or any other podcasts. So that's it for now. Have a wonderful, wonderful, whatever you're up to. Bye now. You have been listening to The Highly Profitable Photographer with Lucy Dumas. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate, subscribe, review, and share. To connect one-on-one and learn more about our coaching programs, just go to lucydumascoaching.com. Until next time, go have fun photographing and selling your work.